When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour 2 of Almost Famous begins now. Welcome to the Tiny Stage Hour of Almost Famous 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you each and every Tuesday night by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. Make sure to follow us online tonight, Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. And subscribe to our podcast, which you may be listening to right now, almostfamousradio.com. Tonight, we are on the tiny stage being joined by Matt York. How you doing, my friend? I am doing well. How are you? I am great. Welcome back. It's been about a year. It has been. It's great to be here. Lots changed, Johnson. <laughs> just, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> I know we were talking that uh, we were listening to uh, the last interview, and uh, life was a whole lot busier back uh, in August 2019. Yeah, I miss busy, kind of. Really, uh, I do. I miss busy. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So, what's been new with you? Um, you know, just like everybody else, kind of waiting for the world to end. And uh, you know, I just—it's funny when the when COVID first hit, I uh, I really wasn't able to write anything, and then I finally kind of found my groove. And um, so, I've been just writing away and playing a little—you know—playing a bunch of not a bunch of outdoor shows, but I've, I've played you know maybe seven or eight over the last couple months so yeah so it's, it's september now summer is pretty much over i mean hopefully we can squeeze a few more of those those live shows in i feel like people are going to wear winter jackets so they can be outside of their houses and feel some semblance of normal yeah and i know right? you've got some shows coming up in october but before we get to that for those who may not be familiar with you matt give an introduction yeah, sure. Uh, so I live in Pembroke, Massachusetts, and uh, I've been playing music my entire life. Um, and I started playing the clubs when I was in high school and kind of off and on. I've been doing this and traveling all over. I don't travel anymore, but I did travel up until about six months ago um, playing all over. I'm a singer songwriter kind of in the Americana ish vein, I guess. Yeah, cool. That sounds about right. Yeah, and uh, you recently uh, got creative, like like many people these days, and dropped a new single. I did. Yeah, I did. it's funny. Sent us in. Um, I put out. Um, I guess I put it out during COVID, but um, I think it was the Wednesday. I think it was like the day that you know when the NBA like canceled their season or whatever, and like the world seemed like it was about to shut down back in mid March. Um, I was in the studio finishing up the song that night, and I remember like looking at Twitter or something that night and be like, oh, I don't think I'm going to see my friend, the producer here anytime soon. <laughs> and I haven't seen him since. So, um, so yeah, we were able to kind of do some stuff online or whatever and, uh, and get that song put together. And I've got a whole album's worth of stuff that I did pre-COVID um, that just needed drums and, you know, some, some other tracks. But for the most part, it's done. And so... Get back to that at some point. Sounds good. Well, let's hear a song. What are we starting the night off with? Um, this is my newest song, and it's called uh, Baby Doll. And uh, do you want me to tell you a quick story about it, John? Uh, let's talk about it afterwards. Let's, let's hear the that. song first. All right, here we go. I could be 
Did my time and then they set me free Did my time and now they set me free When you're young you don't think about doing time When you're old you just want to rewind I wish that I could change things all around Grab the sky, but then I hit the ground Grab the sky, but now I'm on the ground Me, I'm in a bedroom with some woman That I don't think I've ever seen before I don't really know exactly what there is that I should do I've been singing, yeah, I've been singing her some of my Matt York on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Nice job, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. Talk about that one. How did that one happen? So that, uh, this is the most recent song I wrote. Written, written, wrote. <laughs> um, you know, it, it was actually, um, you know, when COVID first hit and, you know, they were releasing all these people from jails because, the, you know, they didn't want all the jails to just get all the prisons and stuff to just get. You know, um, the virus spread out. So they were letting a, bu- letting a ton of people out. And uh, I kept thinking to myself, like, there must be so many of them 
you know, I think a lot of people didn't feel bad for them. And, and I'm not saying that I necessarily felt bad for them per se, but, um, you know, I, I just kept thinking about like how many of them must have just had like no place to go. And like when you're in the middle of a pandemic and you're locked down and at home, like who's saying, hey, come on over and live with me now, you know. And so it was just kind of a song about these people that, you know, were just desperately trying to find a place to land because they didn't have a natural spot to go. So, you know, living in the back of a car or trying to pick up a woman so that they can go maybe stay with them, things like that. So now you've been writing music for a long time. How do you think your writing process and your your style has evolved since you first started playing music publicly? When I was young, I think I wrote. I was probably angrier, and I, um, you know, I, I had probably a little more angst ridden, and uh, just kind of probably wrote about being young and being, you know, wild or whatever. And as I got older, I think I kind of learned how to. You know, my life itself is kind of boring, you know, like I'm just like a happy, happily married guy with two kids and kind of do the same thing that most of those people do kind of. But, you know, I I think I'm able to kind of see other people's situations and write about them and um, almost the way like somebody would paint a picture. I feel like I can see somebody like sitting on a bus or walking by or whatever and or talk to them for two minutes and I feel like I can kind of create this little snapshot of what i think and, and it doesn't mean i'm right but you know and i can write a song about it very cool we're chatting with matt york um and before we get too much further share with us your website and any social media links yeah my my website is mattyorkmusic.com and um the um for twitter instagram and facebook i am matt york boston all one word at matt york boston for the twitter the f- instagram the facebook very nice. Now, I want to go back. Uh, we, we were just talking about, you know, your, your early days. But when was it that you realized that you wanted to do music and, and get paid to do it um, professionally? Yeah. So I think I was like 11. I was about 11 when I started playing guitar. And um, by the time I was 12, like I, I basically spent like the it's funny because it's like my kids, my kids are 12 and 13 from like the age of 11 to 13. I feel like I didn't really leave my room. I like just tried to learn Van Halen songs and, um, you know, I've just played nonstop. That's all I did. And um, by the time I was 13 or so, I was writing songs and I just kind of caught a break and started being able to you know, play some really awesome places by the time I got to, into high school. And I was kind of hooked at that point. Now, speaking of, of breaks, I know the very first time you were here, you uh, talked about um, kind of a, a cool chance that you got um, with uh, the legendary Boston rocker, Rick Berlin. Could you uh, reshare that story with us? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I grew up in Foxborough, Massachusetts, and um, Rick was supposed to do this concert at Foxborough Stadium. Um, that was like, a, this was years and years ago. And this was like around the time of live aid and all those things. So he was trying to do some sort of like fundraising type concert, um, at Foxborough stadium that was going to have like Springsteen and like all these huge acts. And it never actually happened, but, uh, I had heard about it. And so I called Foxborough stadium thinking that my band who was like in eighth grade and, you know, knew three chords at the most, uh, should play. And so they um, they gave me Rick's number, and I called. And um, 
the concert itself never took place, but we went in and met him. He had this like fancy office in Faneuil Hall. And uh, we went in and uh, I played on these lousy little tapes that I had like on a four track or something. And he didn't, you know, the, the other three guys really didn't know how to play much. And, uh, and I would, I couldn't sing very well yet at that point. And, um, but he liked the songs. And so he kind of just said, Hey, you should just keep writing. And, and so I started doing that. And then we started playing shows. And like my very first gig was playing at Bun Ratties, um, with the neighborhoods <laughs> in Barron's Whitfield and the Savages. So, wow. <laughs> so I was kind of thrown right in. Very cool. Mm-hmm. We are chatting with Matt York tonight on the Tiny Stage, and uh, let's do another song. What are we listening to next? We're going to play uh, a song, we being me by myself, uh, a song called Where the Hard Part Starts. All right, let's hear it. Matt York, it's all yours, 95.9 WATD. Advice from fools Yeah, you know that I'm no good with the rules Yeah, you know that I'm no good at keeping my cool And you know the time is never right Yeah, come on, come on, come on over tonight Yeah, come on and I could give you the right of your life Yeah, cause when it goes, well, it's just gone Yeah, she turns off and she never turns on We both knew that you and me, we wouldn't last that long Here's where the hard part starts Here's where the hard part Nice. Matt York on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. Awesome. Thank you. Talk about how you compose. Where do your ideas come from? Um, I, so I, I, I generally write the riffs first. Um, uh, I, I kind of always have a guitar in my hand. And, um, you know, like if I'm watching, like last night, I'm, I'm watching the Celtics game for three hours or whatever. And I, I just, ha- I'm just 
screwing around quietly while I'm watching it. And then eventually um, I'll come up with a riff. And, you know, once I have a riff, then I generally will go from that point until the song is completed. Um, I don't really have stuff laying around. Like once I find something that I think I like, then I just kind of stick with that and I just keep going. And lyrically, I just... I jot down different things that I think might be good lyrics and I'll try to go to that kind of well and, you know, see what I can find from that and, and, and try to mix it in with, with the song chords and stuff that I have. I asked you this the last time you were here, but I'll ask again too. When do you know a song is ready? Yeah. So I, I, um, I was saying that to you. Uh, yeah. It's funny. I, um, I'm, uh, either when I play it live or I've recorded it in the studio, um, then I feel like I'm good. And it's funny because I just haven't been able to do that much with some of these songs yet. You know, like I, but once I do that in a normal world, uh, I'll do that. And then once it's out, it's done. And then I just move on to the next one. So has that always been your policy? I don't know if it, like, you know, years ago I was in a band called white Iris and, and we were kind of expected to play certain songs. We were like this really noisy rock band, but the, you know, you could dance to it kind of and stuff. So, there were like, you know, five or six songs that we played every set and, you know, we would work in some new ones. Um, but as uh, the guy, like the stuff that I do now, yeah, like I, I always kind of feel like I, I hope that I'm getting better each time that I'm putting out a new album. And so I try to just play the stuff that I have that is the most interesting to me. I very rare, like I don't find stuff that I wrote three years ago. I just don't, it's not fun to me to play. Now, how do you... Going back in time a little bit, how do you differentiate the songs that you wrote for the band compared to the songs that you write for your solo stuff? So I had about a eight or ten year gap in between, and um, you know, I those those were like, you know, those were kind of wild times back then. Um, it was a much different life than I live now, and um, you know, I it was it was fun and you know and i remember at the time when i was doing that i would also sometimes do like acoustic gigs and stuff but the people that were there to see my band they didn't want to hear me doing sensitive songwriter stuff they wanted to you know they wanted me to bring the noise you know and uh so i just kind of knew when i got older i'm like well i don't i don't want to do that anymore and it's not fun to me either like when i pick up an electric guitar like i don't I've done it, you know, so I like I, it just doesn't I don't doesn't have the same excitement that it did when I was a young kid. So very cool. We're chatting with Matt York on the tiny stage tonight here on 95.9 W.A.T.D. It's almost famous introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. And we are up to our first break of this hour. We have a lot more to talk about and more songs to share with Matt York right after this on 95.9 W.A.T.D. We're your radio station, the South Shores 95.9 WATD. Welcome back to the Tiny Stage on Almost Famous 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass, I'm John Shea. Being joined on the Tiny Stage by a friend of Peter Brown of Tiny and Sons Glass, the amazing Matt York. How are you doing tonight? I am doing well, and I love Peter Brown. Yes. How do you guys know each other? Um, 
we were just both in Pembroke and uh, we have a lot of mutual friends and you know as you know uh, there's nobody more giving in this area than Peter no absolutely and, um, especially when it comes to nonprofits. he's amazing it all yeah and so um, you know I've done some, some stuff for our town through the years um, and he's just always been there to help and um, we have a lot of mutual friends and so that's kind of how it came about fantastic well reintroduce yourself to those who may have missed the first part of the show tonight yeah, so my name is Matt York. Uh, I'm a singer-songwriter uh, based out of Pembroke. Um, I kind of am in the Americana-ish vein. Um, I travel all over the place playing my music. And, um, yeah, that's that's me. Awesome. How about website, social media, all that fun stuff? Uh, MattYorkMusic.com. MattYorkMusic.com. And I got to say, John, I do a pretty good job with the website. Like, I kind of keep it updated. I feel like a lot of people just don't even have a website anymore or they like update it like once twice a year i'm like that guy that, that i keep i keep the content fresh that's great uh, and um and then on the twitter the facebook and the face instagram i guess yeah instagram facebook twitter uh matt york boston all one word you doing the tiktok thing yet you know my kids are my 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 one of my daughters is like a TikTok star apparently, but <laughs> I don't know what that means. So I've done a couple with them, but not anything to do with me musically, I guess. Now speaking of music, uh, the, the, the pandemic has been devastating to to many of the music venues in the Boston area. But I know you're still you're still gigging you're gigging out there. You're still playing some shows. I am, yeah. You know, they're always uh, kind of relying on the weather. But, yeah, um, I've been playing at the Porch um, in, in Medford. Um, yeah, I've heard about that place. It sounds amazing. It's terrific. Yeah, it's definitely worth the drive. And uh, for you, I mean, on, on the social here. Uh, and then Levitate, uh, which is obviously right up the street from here in Marshfield. Um, and, you know, a few other places as well. There's a, a, a friend of mine and a friend of Peter's as well. Uh, Lori Cook just opened a restaurant um, tavern in Pembroke um, called the Somewhere Else Tavern that is having live music and um, outdoors. I played there opening night um, a while back and um, and played there again since as well. So I'm hopefully uh, going to continue to do that. And you've got one. Is it weather dependent in October, right? Did you say October 10th? Yeah, I think no. You know, I think actually that will be indoors. Um, that'll happen either way. That's at the porch. Uh, so it's the Porch Southern Fair in Juke Joint in Medford, Massachusetts. That sounds like a blast. <laughs> yes, it's it's. Oh, bring a lot of money, John, and just buy a bunch of barbecue. That sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, let's uh, continue with the music. What are we listening to next? Um, I'm going to play a song called uh, Never Gonna Fall in Love. All right. Matt York on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Screwed it up already, John. Uh-oh. What do I do when I mess up, John? Live radio. Uh-huh. <laughs> Never gonna fall in love Yeah, I knew that when the hard part starts That you leave me wanting more Never gonna fall in love 
Yeah, I knew that when push came to shove That she would leave me on the floor I don't know That is Matt York live in studio on the tiny stage tonight, 95.9 WATD. Talk about that song. How did that one happen? Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> this one I don't really... I, I wrote... So I've written, I guess, five or six songs since, the, since COVID hit, and that was kind of in the mix there. That was one of the earlier ones that I did. And um, I don't think it was about anything in particular. I think it was just, uh, just a sad love song. I've, got a, I've always... You know, about every couple of months, I like to try to write a sad love song to, you know, make my wife a little uneasy. And then she's like, oh, no, yeah, no, we're totally fine. I think that's a lot in, in Americana music, isn't it? You it have helps. Have at least one, does, one sad yeah. song every couple of months. It really helps. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> talk about, uh, speaking of, of sad love songs, talk about your influences. Who did you listen to growing up? Who are you listening to now? Um, You know, I, th- I listened to kind of all the... You know, Dylan, Springsteen, Lou Reed, Bowie, those were my heroes when I was young. And then um, Steve Earle has really been kind of the, you know, the the person that I gravitated to as I got older. And, you know, and now I, I love um, I love a lot of music that people just don't really know, especially around here. I love people like Johnny Fritz is one of my favorites. Coulter Wall is one of my favorites. Um, Tyler Childers. Um, there's a bunch of uh, Deer Tick from Rhode Island. They're great. Yeah, they were one of my. I, I, I somehow missed them and didn't really catch on to them until a few years ago. And yeah, God, I don't know how I missed them ever in the first place because they are like completely in my wheelhouse. And so I've been, yeah, listening to them on overload lately, it seems like. We have lost some incredible music venues uh, since the, the start of COVID. Are there any venues that you're going to really miss that have since closed their doors? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's hard to know what's going to be left standing at this point, right? But it's, um, you know, I, I'll miss the Middle East if that doesn't come back. Um, and I, I'd be surprised if it does. Um, you know, in my past lifetime of doing music years ago, I played there a million times. And, you know, it was also this congregating spot that everybody would go to. Like TT's would close at one, but the Middle East restaurant was open till two. So you could just go over there and have a, you know, last call type thing. And it was just this place where it was such an eclectic mix of people from, you know, one in the morning till two. And then it would kind of roll out onto the streets till 2.30 or whatever, people hanging out. Hi-fi pizza. Hi-fi, the worst pizza in the world, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it was good at like 2 a.m. It was, yeah. But you know what was really funny about Hi-Fi Pizza? We, we, we made an album about years ago uh, right around the corner from there, and we actually ordered it like at lunchtime one time, and we got like a fresh pizza, and it was good. I couldn't – like I was so used to being like, I can't believe I'm eating this. But like a fresh one was really good. So, yeah, I loved Hi-Fi. <laughs> bring, back, bring back some awesome memories of yes. TV's. Yeah. <laughs> But just Central Square itself, it seems like it's just not going to be a thing anymore. And um, and then, you know, the, the places like um, like the Cantab, places that you didn't necessarily see, um, you know, the top bands or whatever. But you, so many places, so many people got their start at places like that, you know, through open mic nights or, you know, just their first couple of shows. And those places are so important, I think, because... You know, O'Brien's too, um, you know, where, you know, you can really cut your teeth. And it's awfully hard, I think, to become good at live music until you've played a million times and you've, you know, you've figured out what to do when a string breaks or you figure out what to do when you have a sinus infection, but you have to sing for two hours or whatever. You know, like you just those types of things where you just have to kind of figure out a way to make it through. Um, And I think that's really tough for. For everybody, especially for young musicians, though. Do you think once we are settled into the new normal, that new rock clubs are going to open their doors and, and welcome in the new generation of musicians? God, I hope so. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, you know what I think, John, and I'll tell you. <laughs> I think that it's going to be very hard for Cambridge and Boston and Alston to ever really have thriving music scenes again because of the fact that it's just so expensive to live there. And I honestly think that places like Plymouth and Worcester and Providence and places that you can still be an artist or a student or a musician and afford to live, I, I kind of feel like those are the areas where you're going to start to see growth. Um, Even like Pembroke, they've got soundcheck studios and they're thriving. Yep. Yeah. Rehearsal it, space, live music, this, you know, it's ch- cheap rent. Yeah, I mean, when I was doing this 20 plus years ago, you couldn't, you know, you could live in East Cambridge or you could live in Somerville and afford to. And now, you know, those are all $3,000 a month places and uh, to live. And so, you know, unless you've got, you know, you just can't do it as a musician. And so I think that's a real problem because I know back then I met so many of my music friends just from, you know, being at the Model Cafe at one in the morning after a gig or you know, hanging out at the Linwood when that was still there um, and, you know, just being around people and then going, you know, to after parties at their places. And that scene doesn't seem to exist anymore. Yes. Like when I first started up this show, there's many nights that I would, I would 
leave from the after party and go right to work. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. Very cool. We have Matt York in studio tonight. Let's do some more music. What are we listening to next? Um, this song is called I Just Don't Know What to Do Anymore. That sounds familiar. <laughs> I've been gone And I don't really know What more that I could do Spend my whole time Just thinking about you Sit around just the moment you see Well, I just don't know what to do York 95.9 W.A.T.D. Nice job, my friend. Thank you. Share with us your website, social media, and all that good stuff again. Uh, MattYorkMusic.com and Matt York Boston, all one word, Matt York Boston for the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitter. So what is out there right now for music that's available by you? Yeah, so I put, about an, about a year ago, um, I put out the my most recent album, which is called Bruisable Heart. And then, since then, I have put out one, is that true? Yeah, I put out one single since then, and that's called Scent of Sin, uh, and that came out in uh, April, I guess, and that's available on streaming, Bandcamp, all those different places. Awesome. And now, Bruisable Heart, wasn't that produced by Dave Brophy? No, it was not. Um, Between the Bars, which was the album before that was... um, Bruisable Heart was was produced by um, T.J. Wenzel, who over in Jamaica Plain, who's done 
a bunch of stuff with Rick Berlin. He did the Love Love album. Um, and so, yeah, he did the last album that I did. And then we just kind of found this partnership that really worked well. And um, so, yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff that we've recorded now. Cool. So once everything is over and, and back to normal, what is the first thing you plan on doing musically? <laughs> Seeing what's left. I don't, you know, it's <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, John, I honestly, I, I can't. Even, I mean, I, so just for reference, I was I was headed to South by Southwest, um, you know, right before COVID hit. I had shows throughout Texas and then Louisiana. I was going to Baton Rouge, New Orleans for the first time to play. Um, and I had like something like nine gigs in seven days or some stupid amount of shows. And then all of a sudden, boom. And so I, I can't even fathom what it's going to look like. And, um, you know, I just I know I'm going to keep writing. I know I'm going to keep playing. And, um, you know, I, I, I just really hope that I, I really hope for that the people that do this full time and that are trying to, you know, make a living are able to kind of, you know, find enough places to play to keep it going and keep touring and you know there's just so many great music musicians out there and um i just i'm really rooting for them to it's funny because the people that i i'm friends with um in the music scene that i'm, that I'm really close with mm-hmm. some of them are um quitting music temporarily and finding jobs with a more steady source of income yep um at the same time other friends who have steady jobs with a regular source of income are quitting those jobs because they're no longer safe and they're doing music full time. So it's, <laughs> I, I've had, I had the same day job for 20 years and I got laid off. Um, last week was my wow. last week. Sorry, man. Yeah. So, um, so it's kind of, you're kind of catching me at a good time, John, because you know, I write these really miserable songs. So I lose my job. My, my daughter had to go to the hospital today because she broke her wrist. So I had a stressful day. So you're kind of getting like the best me, you know? Yeah, uh, exactly. You know. This, is, this is, you know, a true Americana <laughs> Matt York tonight. You're getting both barrels. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's do another song. What are we listening to next? Oh, let's keep on going. Do, uh, let's do more sad songs. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, let's, uh, I'll do Set to Sin. All right. leaves me cold Even in my darkest hour My heart shall always hold Once upon a time she loved me But she don't love me anymore I don't know just what I've done It's made her so sore Maybe you and me could find an island in the sun Maybe you and me could find some fun There's a scent of sin around That haunts me in the night Maybe you and me could find a better place to roam Maybe you and me could find a place where I'm 
Matt York, 95.9 WATD. Nice job. Thank you. Talk about how you wrote that one. That one, um, I liked that phrase, scent of sin. Um, I don't know where I got it from, but I remember like jotting it down and thinking that that might be a good song lyric. And um, and then the, the, the actual single itself, there's kind of this like uh, Beach Boys type, uh, I guess it's the three-part harmony. Um, throughout the chorus and the, the kind of pre-chorus type thing. And um, so that was fun to do. And um, yeah, it was just, I really liked it when we recorded it. And, and uh, I think I was saying this earlier uh, in the interview, but, um, you know, I we, we were really just completed it like two days before um, the, the, the world shut down. So all the other songs that I've played tonight have been since... Um, since I've been in my bunker, but uh, that one was like right at the end. I think that with COVID nineteen and, and the shutdown, I think it's it sparked more creativity than I, at least I've seen in the last decade or so with, with doing this radio show. I've been getting you know tons of new music sent to me every right? day. It's great. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, you know I was talking to my buddy the other day about like I hope that there's like. A whole bunch of like angry seventeen-year-old kids that are like stuck in their parents' house, and you know they they can't do what they want to do, and that they're just you know raging against the world and making all these great new punk albums. And you know, I hope that there's a whole bunch of that stuff. So for the next five years, we're just going to hear nothing but amazing music. That's that's my hope. I, I I hope you're right. I can't wait for that. Yes. What is something that the average non-musician listening? Right now, what can they do to support struggling musicians through these times? You know, I think just, um, you know, so many, so many musicians are also waiters or bartenders or Uber drivers or whatever. And just tip everybody in that industry, you know, in the, in the hospitality world. And, and, you know, if you hear somebody's music or you hear, you know, somebody who's a, musician buy their t-shirt buy their album nobody buys music anymore and so you know it's it's so hard to 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 make money and you know but i'll tell you like every time i get like an email saying like oh you know you're somebody bought an album and you know here's ten dollars or whatever i don't know it makes me kind of just it's a little bit of like fuel for keeping me going i guess and i think that's really helpful to musicians completely agree Matt York is on the tiny stage tonight. I'm John Shea. This is Almost Famous. Independent bands, musicians, every Tuesday night, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. We are up to our final break of the night, but I think we have time for one more song after the break. Does that work for you? That works for me. All right. We'll be back with more right here on 95.9 WATD after this. The South Shores Radio Station, 95.9 WATD. For the final time tonight, welcome back to the tiny stage on Almost Famous 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. I'm John Shea. Follow us online tonight. Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. And our podcast, which you may be listening to right now at almostfamousradio.com. And we're being joined tonight on the tiny stage by Matt York. How you doing? Hello again. Doing well. Hello doing again. well. Thank you for making the trip over here. It's been a, a heck of a day. It's been a long day, yes. John. <laughs> yes, it's been a long day. and uh, But I'm, I'm happy to be here. Very I, uh, cool. Share with us one last time your website and all that social media stuff. Um, yeah, mattyorkmusic.com and uh, at Matt York Boston, all one word, Matt York Boston for Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook. 
and the show coming up on October 10th. At the Porch Southern Fair in Juke Joint in beautiful Medford, Mass. I think this is the first time since, I want to say March, that I've actually promoted an in-person show with a guest yeah, live you know, on the it's, show. And it's funny because I haven't been doing any of the live streaming. Like I, I did a few like right when COVID first hit, but I feel like, you know, like all I do is sing depressing songs. Like nobody needs to hear that, you know, like <laughs> they're, they're, they're sad enough, you know, so... So I stopped doing them. Very cool. And the, 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 the tinny sound of Zoom. Nope, you'll hear the real thing. Right. October 10th. Go check it out. Matt York. Uh, Matt York. Matt York. Matt York. Music. Com. Boom. Right? Yep. Very cool. And Matt York Boston on social media. We uh, have time for one more song. What are we closing out the night with? Uh, this song is called I Don't Want to Settle Down. All right. Matt York, thank you again. Get home safely. We'll talk to you soon. And. Best of luck with uh, the rest of whatever we have to expect. (laughs) Thank you. You too, John. Thanks for having me. I don't want to settle down Put my feet on the ground I don't want to be the one To tell me that you're no fun I don't know just how you've been running away Once upon a time I knew a girl who looked like you She could dance underneath the stars Some night she'd let me go far Just how you've been running away. I don't know just how you've been running away. It's making me crazy. Gone change. 